Tuesday afternoon. It's about uh, 1.30 uh, in the afternoon here on uh, The Political Strategist. Uh, this is your host, Brenda K. Sanders. You know, something is really bothering me. And when something is bothering me, I do a podcast. This particular uh, issue or subject has been bothering me for quite some time. I have taken the time to post it on Facebook, uh, maybe on Twitter. Uh, But this issue with Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, and those of you that know me and know uh, my infatuation, if it will, with words, uh, you know, I have this uh, infatuation. With words, what do they mean? How do they break down? Uh, And what is being presented to me? And even spiritually, excuse me, excuse me, even spiritually, the Lord has given me enlightenment about words. And sometimes he will supernaturally cause certain parts of a word to stand out. Or supernaturally change the spelling of the word to have, I don't know, I want to say an appropriate meaning, an enhanced meaning, depending on what I write. Okay, and so these are scenarios where I'm writing. I'm not speaking with emphasis. I'm writing with emphasis. And I automatically catch things when somebody has a name and especially if, if it's being used in a certain way. I told you this is the political strategist. And I am um, invoking my expertise as a political strategist on this podcast. 
But Dr. Fauci has always uh, intrigued and perplexed me and, and saddened me because his name. Here we are in a major crisis in our country, a major crisis. And after what I've gone through as a military gang stalking victim, come on, I deal with chemical attacks every day almost. Almost every day, a chemical, a foreign chemical of some way has worked its way into my environment. And I know what it is to have a chemical um, attack, a chemical imbalance, a chemical uh, intrusion into my life. So we have this doctor who's saying this. there's this virus the coronavirus, I mean, now it's asymptomatic is nobody can, you know, anybody can have it. There's no symptoms. You just could have it. And, and I think, you know, of course, I take issue with that as a lawyer, as an attorney, as a litigator. I, I, I take issue with that medical opinion that you can have an illness with no symptoms. I mean, virtually uh, unbelievable, incredible. I think that opens the door to a lot of legal challenges. And even when we talk about, uh, I've talked about it on my Facebook page, about the insurance companies even now denying COVID-19 claims because they said it has little or no harm to the person. Well, my, 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 my thing is it's a, it's a military uh Operation and military invasion. Now, I've proven that via my videos and photos on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. I know what I've suffered. I filmed it. I photographed it. I have uh, time and time again recounted these events. But the thing is, we have a doctor named Fauci. It caught my attention, not right away, not right away, Uh, Dr. Fauci. And I I, I thought about it It was a while. I I, I think about three weeks before I realized this guy's name is important. Well, first of all, because I thought the virus was something, I mean, when they first said it was, you know, something akin to the flu virus and that it would be symptomatic and that it was uh, more uh, likely to be spread in cold weather. And now it's just out of control, spreading in warm weather. And all of the things that they first said are now uh, seem to be modified or changed to, to, to fit the outgrowth and the proliferation of this virus. Okay, so now that it's warm and almost 100 degrees every day, it's, 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 it's still growing out of control. No symptoms. Whoever heard of such? And I take issue with these testing sites where you just swipe somebody's nose and, oh, you got it. I just think it's not verified enough. I think it's so subject to uh, a lot of debate. And because it's so fragile in its... Uh, I guess the proving of it, I, I believe it's just a hotbed for mistakes, a hotbed for 
manipulation, deviation, and corruption. I really do. Even if you took these claims at face value, you have a medical background. I would be, you know, probably jumping up and down uh, about it because of what they said about it. I would challenge this doctor, this Fauci guy. So anyway, with these circumstances, I began to look at his name. He is the now the the person, the main person that is the one that is espousing the existence of this, what he calls a virus. That means you only can get it and contract it when you have um, contact with another human being. Human being. I, I'm, I'm like, well, what about the planes in there? What about the chemical proliferation that we see? Does that have any impact with this so-called virus? But this guy is the one that maintains over and over and over that this virus, you know, it's going to kill many people. It, it, it is a powerful virus that, you know, we should take all of these really drastic steps to uh, um, try to slow the spread, the social distancing, the stay at home, um, the, you know, wash your hands. And, you know, I've told you here on the podcast before, I take it, I take issue with the closing of all these bathrooms when you want to uh, have some people wash their hands. It's just inconsistent to me. Uh, medically, inconsistent and we talk about a health conscious environment you know recently I had my water it was cut off it was disconnected the pump was not working properly for some reason but I had the occasion the experience of not consistently washing my hands for three days that is so uncomfortable and it it bothered me because I said, you know, is this what they're saying? If you don't wash your hands, you contribute to the spread of this virus or potentially. Do you know that is something very, very major, something substantial in the wake of this pandemic, if you accept it at face value, not to have a bathroom to wash your hands. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal factor at this point. But anyway, this Dr. Fauci... I started thinking about him. I said, well, I'm right now, even as an attorney, poking holes in what he claims. And I'm accustomed to doing that because, believe me, I had 24 years as a litigationer and and a litigationist and and seven years as a judge. So, you know, it's nothing for me to, to point at a doctor and say your words are never absolute. Doctors' words are not absolute. We need second opinions, third opinions with doctors. And this is not what we have with Dr. Fauci. But anyway, so I, I'm, I am accustomed to challenging legal opinions. Uh, everybody has one in, in that instance. And so I don't think any doctor should be above a challenge. But when you look at this guy's name, Dr. Fauci, and, and, and I didn't notice it at first because I'm looking at the spelling, Fauci or Fauci. They were, I think somebody was saying Fauci at first. Either way, if you call his name Fauci or Fauci, either way, I have a problem with the United States government, government 
offering this man as a representation of truth as it concerns the coronavirus pandemic. You know, it used to be that show on, uh, I don't know, maybe 60 Minutes still has it called The Fleecing of America. You know, hello, when you think something is one way, it's another. When you've just been bamboozled and, and just told a lie and it's all in your face and you know it's a lie. That's the way I feel about Dr. Fauci. His spelling of his name. Okay, that's a little deceiving. But when you go to talking about how it's pronounced, Dr. Foul Cheat. And I spell it F-O-U-L, foul, and then cheat, C-H-E-A-T. That's the way it's pronounced. Dr. Fauci. And then Dr. Falsy. All of these things have meaning. And, and, and there are those in our government or who have access to those who in our government that they, they love to joke and play games and riddles. And you would not think that that is the way it is, but it is. When I talked about Pete Buttigieg, I, I kept looking at his name, Pete Buttigieg. That's strange. Till I, I put and saw his first name, Peter Buttigieg. Hello. Political candidate named Peter Butt. Peter Butterjig. I said, my goodness. Then he happened to be gay, openly gay. I like, this is a like a subliminal message that, you know, they, they claim that it happens in advertising, but it happens in politics. It happens in our government. Peter Buttigieg. And this is an openly gay candidate, a man. What is it suggesting? Well, the Peter, and that's the penis, belongs in the butt. And, 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 you know, who can escape that conclusion? And why is he a presidential candidate coming out of nowhere? And why is he a male, openly male gay man? And why is his name Peter Buttigieg? Something to pronounce over and over and over to influence you and I. A subliminal message. And here we see it again with Dr. Fauci. He's over this pandemic. He has submitted and rendered these medical opinions that this is what I think about the pandemic and the coronavirus. And his name is false. His name is foul. His name is a cheater. Think about it, America. It's, it's, it's a message. It's another subliminal message. Who's running the government? Who's sending out these very foul and and, and uh, distasteful, unsavory, subliminal messages. So really what they're telling you, he's a liar. He's a cheater. He's foul. He's false. And that's why I'm telling you these things should be challenged. You know, we're not hopefully going into the system of fascism. That's another thing. Um, I had my notes. Right after I did, I think, the last podcast, uh, I think, about Walmart, I saw a, a uh, broadcast on PBS. It was unbelievable. Uh, I think this guy's name was Real Rick Steves. And he's uh, actually a travel enthusiast, but he wrote this book called The Travel Act. And he travels all over Europe, and he, you know reviews all of these monuments and, you know, the attractions over there. But one thing this man talked about 
is the rise of fascism. I never took the time to find out what fascism was. I mean, I kind of, uh, I know I'm supposed to be real smart and know everything, but lawyers don't know everything. Now, I'll tell you what lawyers are supposed to do. And even as a judge, this is what we're supposed to do. If we don't know something, we're supposed to look it up. We're supposed to research it. In fact, I'm going to take a brief uh, break right now and go get my notes on this gentleman because he really spoke about what we should be doing here in America. He did not talk about the coronavirus outbreak pandemic. I don't even know, you know, being PBS, I don't even know if that was in existence when this this person filmed that show. But it certainly was a prophetic broadcast. It certainly had impact, at least on my thinking and what we're doing at this day and time and season season in America. I will return shortly. Okay, so I'm back. I, you know, I wanted to get the information about that PBS special. Uh, well, it's a fundraising uh, pod, uh, broadcast that I just recently saw. I wanted to get the notes that I took on that uh, pod, uh, that broadcast when I saw it last week. It is amazing what I saw. This was after I, uh, let's see, did my last broadcast, I believe. But anyway, this guy, his name is Rick Steves. He has two first names. Two first names, Rick Steves. He is a, he travels as a political person. And uh, this, this is the Travel Act. He has uh, several books. He travels in and out of Europe. And I also want to say for this podcast that there's some churches from, from Cambodia that have, uh, I have liked their pages, but they came up for me to like their pages uh, in Cambodia. But he talked about fascism and what it is. And it, I, I think I said this earlier when I was uh, podcasting, but, you know, because you're a lawyer, everybody thinks you know everything. But I said exactly what is uh, fasc- fascism, fascism. And uh, he started to talk about fascism is really like a dictatorship. That's the bottom line he talked about uh, Europe and he was traveling and he referenced uh, Hitler and he's very concerned that that uh, any governmental unit could uh, quickly convert to a fascism type um, authority if you're not careful if, if one is not careful and so he gave these like signs that one could, um, you know, detect whether one's government is trying to enter into or is actually in a fascist, a fascist, uh, excuse me, fascist, fascist, or fascism type uh, mode. I thought it was amazing, this uh, PBS special. The first thing he talked about, he talked about the unchallenged small acts. So unchallenged small acts uh, by the government can lead to this total authority 
this dictatorship type authority. Unchallenged small acts. And, and I, and I won, uh, you know, one challenging, challenging this coronavirus. And I say it's a chemical and I proven, and I will polygraph. I will do whatever I have to do. Testify under oath. It is a chemical. I've been affected by it and today. Uh, September 10th is today is one of the heaviest, uh, chemical attacks that I've experienced. And, and as I was traveling, in my uh, hometown today, in my town today, I, you know, I saw a coroner's truck, a big hearse, uh, trucks everywhere, when I, you know, traveling to go to CVS. And I'm like, what is going on at this house um, here in Bournemouth? And so we have to find out what's going on. And I also experienced a coronavirus coronavirus attack. I really think I did. What I was doing was going in my uh, Riley Auto Parts. No, I was coming out of the Riley Auto Parts store and I something hit me like a wind. It was, now that experience was deadly. That was maybe a couple of uh, Sundays ago. Uh, what happened before the attack was that a white male well, had been very kind to me in the store, uh, helping, uh, offering to help me with my vehicle and do work on my vehicle, which is their job at Riley's Auto Parts. I mean, they don't just sell parts. They help with the installation of, of the parts and whatever. And they even have reference uh, people, mechanics and so forth that you can call in the event that you have a bigger a uh, wider problem, and you you need uh, someone to work on your vehicle. After that visit, when I left out, this is a kind of surveillance, and, and, and that that uh, I'm under, and I'm sure many others are. When I left out of that uh, store, that's what hit me—a very deadly type of air. And when I recovered from it, I said, "This is now. This is the coronavirus, the deadly type." Uh, it did not last uh, long. I drove from the area, so that was one reason. But talking about an environmental emergency, you know when it hits you. Now, the thing is, I think everybody thinks when it hits you, it's just me. But it's not. This is something that's transmitted and disseminated in your airspace. But this guy talks about unchallenged small acts. If you allow a little bitty act, to go unchallenged, then you're on your way to fascism, according to Rick Steves. Small acts. He said these acts are very small. For instance, uh, you know, it doesn't seem uh, much, but this social distancing stuff, uh, you know, you start talking about, uh, you know, you're, first of all, when you know you're not telling the truth and you start to divide up people. And, and telling them to social distance and the churches to stop uh, your convening and worshiping. It's not a very small act. If you look at each church individually, it doesn't look like it. But these are acts that must be challenged immediately. Well, you say, I can't. There's a virus out. There's a virus. I can't. I can't challenge it. But when you know the truth and you know a lie, then you have to overcome it and challenge it. And survive the the point the finger pointing, which I have done, to uh, get to 
uh, the plateau, uh, get to the forefront of the truth. This guy, Rick Steves, talks about economic domination. Economic domination. I mean, how can you get to a point where you start to dominate? I mean, successful businesses like Starbucks and uh, all of these places that are successful. You say there's a virus. You must close your doors. And we will prosecute anyone who does not. I mean, economic domination, not only for the common man, but for businesses, successful businesses, for corporate entities that have impact, that have influence. That's a convenient way to do it, is say there's a a virus. And I'm going to go back and study what Hitler did to gain his notoriety and domination. Let's not forget, Hitler was a popular figure. That's how he uh, uh, was able to conquer uh, Europe, and that's how he was able to dominate Germany. He was a popular figure. He didn't look evil. He didn't look like he was a threat. And that's what Satan does. He doesn't look like a threat. He's handsome. He's appealing. He doesn't look like a threat. But we know there's a threat on the horizon democracy uh, like I said well, one of the points was attractive people uh, it's something he says fascism that will not occur overnight you will not see it just like from one day to the next Ah, we're in a fascist state you have to sit down now no it will be done in gradual stages these, these extended uh, um, orders of emergency and uh, emergency orders, and I forgot the other one, stay-at-home orders. These are uh, uh, signs, uh, gradual acts, that could lead to a total uh, fascist takeover of our country. And they're a little at a time. It's, a, it's to kind of like, you know, desensitize you to it. And if you get accustomed to staying at home and you, you say, okay, I'm a six feet away and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing this. And see, now it's been several months. You've gone through a summer, no concerts, no picnics, no trick-or-treating now. They get it all done in little, small, gradual stages. That, that very, very, very symptom could be a sign of a fascist takeover. Now, I have a feeling, learning what I've learned, that it's already been uh, pretty much uh, something they've wanted to implement for several, several years. Uh, There are major figures here in the United States that have been controlling this country for a while. And you just don't see it. Uh, You will not see it until you graduate maybe a step, you matriculate up uh, maybe a step or two. Then you start to see uh, something that you haven't seen before. I know I have. When I matriculated up to the, the, the judge, or elevated to, to judge, I, I start to see a whole lot of things. So it doesn't take much. It's like you go up a step and start to say something is not right. And then um, he starts to give the definition of fascism. He talks about the media, the media that... Uh, readily agrees with these steps and and, and, and is deceptive and, and uh, there's widespread reporting in accord with the acts that are being taken 
by the government to take over and to become a fascist state. So when we talk about fascism, I I just looked up a quick definition, but to simplify it, it's a regimentation of society as a whole and of the economy and then a strong suppression of any opposition. And so the thing, the telltale sign that we need to look at about this coronavirus outbreak is that if you raise any doubt whatsoever, that person is immediately killed uh, you notice that some of the people who have made statements against it have suddenly died, apparently, of the virus. Um, you know, that's a little bit too coincidental. And I think we need to open up our eyes and explore these uh, these uh, threats to our democracy and our First Amendment rights. And I'm doing it right now, but I'm tired of uh, experiencing chemicals all day, which I have, extreme chemicals. And we can become accustomed and, and like I said, desensitized to, uh, you know, staying at home and not going out. And and in fact, staying at home is the most dangerous place on earth right now. I think my home is so dangerous. I have evacuated so many times. These chemical infiltrations actually were visibly noted with planes, uh, military planes and small engine planes flying over my house. But since it's election time, they have uh, uh, taken a different form, a non-visible form, but they're still detectable. And, uh, you know, today I bought face shields uh, for my family and for even my dog. I, I have a mask because it is that detrimental. And I still plan to leave because there are other attacks that are going on, such as the uh, mosquito attacks and the, uh, the mosquito attacks for sure. And, uh, uh, we've had a cockroach and water bug attack, the snake attacks. I mean, it is just outrageous what they want to do to oppose anybody. I don't know why me, but somehow it's wound up to be somebody like me I, I, I never prophesied before. I never voiced truth before about the government. I was pretty much uh, in, 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 uh, involved in my law practice and um, pretty much uh, not really an activist. Uh, I was involved in my ministry. I went to ministry school and not involved in much activism at all. But I would think the attack that has come against me has been a spiritual one. Uh, where Satan foresaw maybe my um, endowment from the Lord, uh, Jesus, uh, of, of some kind of vision, being a visionary. And uh, maybe I engaged in some activities before where it was uh, more apparent to others than it was to me of some uh, foretelling uh, ability or insight. And it's always, if you're a fascist government, you want to suppress anybody that looks like they're going to have influence and that is going to tell something that's going to oppose what they want you to believe is the truth. And and I'm just going to tell, I'm only interested in the truth. I really am. I cannot live with untruth for an extended period of time. I may not say anything, 
and, and just say quiet things. But if pressed, the truth will come out. Uh, you know, when you come to my home and, 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 and do these chemical attacks every day, then I'm just going to tell it like it is. I'm not going to allow people to be deceived about what you're doing. Uh, I passed, like I said, uh, ambulance, a hearse, a coroner today. Uh, you know, many people standing outside. I'm like, what is going on? I'm not going to pretend anymore. I'm not going to say something that I know is not the truth. We need the truth so we can oppose those that are doing these very unlawful, wrongful things. And when you have, and that's what I'm saying about my opponent in the 13th Congressional District race, you know the military is, is carrying out these acts. You have the power and authority. You have the influence to do something about it, and yet you have not. So you know what's going on, this military takeover. What were the Nazis? The Nazis were military. It was the military in Germany. And so we have the same thing uh, threatening to take place here. Uh, and, and the real protest should be against these military attacks, these the domestic terrorism. Look at California. These are people that are setting fires in almost every incident. They find uh, what they, they, they want us to believe is a casual, you know, campfire or cigarette or something like that starting these fires. This is domestic terrorism. And they can't accomplish it without somebody doing something terroristic. Um, planes flying my, over my house, that's terroristic. And the gun shootings that I've endured, that's terroristic. And so, um, and like I said, these things have not taken on the form that they used to. Assassinations don't occur, occur with guns anymore. They occur with a, with a chemical like coronavirus. Look at the people that are dying. Look at the black African-American people that are dying in entertainment, that are dying. Look at the the black entertainment, uh, the uh, clergy that are dying in the black American community. They want you to believe that it's more susceptible. Well, what happens is they're they're more of a threat when you want to take over an African-American race. What do you do? You take over the leadership. You do the leadership. uh, uh, Do them in. That's what happened with apartheid in South Africa. They started taking down the leadership the black leadership first, and then they went on to implement this apartheid system. And I believe that's what happens, what's happening right now is uh, they're, they're on their way to this fascist type uh, system and they're using a virus. How else could they do it? We have a constitution in place that has afforded us so many constitutional protections that I'm saying, wait a minute, what about the Constitution here? What about just normal rights? What about HIPAA rights? Everybody's up forecasting they have coronavirus. I said, what happened to HIPAA? What happened to the HIPAA rights? You keep things private. So we see a lot of uh, deterioration in what we have come to know and the normal things that we assert as human rights. And nobody's standing up against the military flying planes over my house. I find that amazing. No one has said one word. Uh, People are starting to now. And I believe they're they're starting to be personally attacked as well. 
There are people in California that I know that are starting to say something. Why? Because they're suffering. Well, leadership is visionary. Visionary leadership. Leadership complains and says something whether they're suffering or not. And that's what leadership is. It's not going to be... It's, it's visionary leadership. It's not. It's going to see it coming and say it. And that's what I say about you know, servants or followers. They're going to complain when they experience it. And that's the difference. So that's what I wanted to say about uh, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. These things are done. And see, this is the, 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 when you have immature leadership in place or immature people that are influencing governmental leadership, they play these types of games. These games, these riddles, these jokes, you know, ha, 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 gotcha, guess what? I already told you the doctor's false I already told you he's a, a foul person. And uh, so, like I said, these things need to be challenged. It's, it's, it's No one is above anything. As a litigator, I know that. Doctors are challenged all the time in a court of law. Their opinions are, 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 are torn apart all the time. And so when you have this instant uh, great... Uh, opposition or, or retaliation for attacking, attacking Dr. Fauci, you know, that's unheard of. That's unheard of. Take him into a courtroom and challenge these findings. That's what needs to be done. Somebody needs to sue Dr. Fauci, Fauci or whatever he is, um, and uh, challenge these opinions as he's rendering this, this, this suppressing and oppressing our society so much. And especially the church. If you want to take over the church, if you want to strangle the the uh, assembly and gathering and worship of the church, let's say it's an outbreak of a, 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 a disease and then make it law that you can't assemble. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go back and challenge and look at these world, uh, these Hitler uh, rules and see what happened. Um... What happened? And let me t- tell you, supernaturally, recently, I saw a duck figure, and I, I, I've yet to know what that happened. That duck had a rule sticking out of his mouth, but it wasn't a rule, it was a ruler sticking out of its mouth. And it was a bunch of black writing on it scribble. It looked like scribble. I'm sure it's writing that has to be deciphered. And the riddles and jokes on that ruler are going to have to be um, interpreted. Uh, but it was a ruler. A normal looking ruler, maybe beige in color or whatever it is with black markings on it. But there was extreme black marker writing on this ruler. And it was scribbly. scribbly. I saw that vision. And that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to ask God to interpret that writing like Daniel interpreted the writing on the wall to find out what the devil is doing, what is he up to. Uh, God is going to have to challenge, uh, tell us because there's deception. There is a deliberate uh, deception. So we're going to have to find a way to overcome it. I know that media exposure is the quickest way of, of the truth expressing the truth in the media. Any kind of exposure is going to defeat uh, this effort. Any kind of exposure. Uh, 
the devil does not like the light okay he likes darkness he really does and I think the media is gone along with it and just no matter what. And when you see figures resurface over and over and over, even despite the um, the attacks and the complaints that have been made about these figures and they continue to surface and be popular and be, um, be uh, put on a pedestal, then you know that too is a sign of fascism. You know, no matter what they said about Hitler, he was still in charge. He was still in the forefront. And these leaders, they're not even ashamed of what they've done. They continue to be in the forefront. I think that's a sign that we're headed toward a fascist type of rule or authority. And maybe that's what I I saw with the ruler that I saw. But I heard the word rule. I didn't hear ruler. So it is completely uh, something. This scribble that I saw it could be you know it looks sort of like the president's signature (laughs) uh sort of but it was a thin ruler but it 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 was uh looked like it had you know that kind of scribble on it so we're gonna have to be careful in these last days and times about what we accept and what we don't challenge a lot of people don't want to be uncomfortable a lot of people don't want to be you know looking and they don't want to disagree saying certain things is not going to be popular I remember when I was running for judge uh, uh, when I was running for judge I'm out in the street I've contacted people and I'm, I may sound funny because there has been a chemical infiltration uh, here in my home and it's affected my voice but when I was running for judge uh, people walk up to me I didn't know who they were. Uh, you know, do you like the, uh, are, are you in favor of the death penalty? Yes or no. And I mean, these people sometimes were aggressive and I had to stick with what I know is the truth, whether they vote for me or not. And my answer was no, I'm not in favor of the death penalty. One reason uh, being a litigator, I find that nothing is absolutely true. Uh, if we have a system of racial injustice, injustice at all um a death penalty uh for someone is so final and 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 it's so um it's so final that i think it's extreme unless the case has been proven and there are no other avenues to that would um bring about new evidence that would free the person that's accused my my general answer is no. And so that may have, you know, if I got into argument with somebody, well, not argument because I refuse to argue. I just told them, look, if you don't want to vote for me, if you don't want to vote for me, I'm voting, I'm saying what I believe the, the truth to be. And that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to say the truth in order to get anything done. And I'm going to have to say the truth with conviction in order to 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 survive anything because I'm looking to God to uh, sustain me uh, that election where I told the truth about the death penalty I went on to win so I'm looking to win here with the truth I'm looking to tell the truth uh, and my personal convictions I don't want to there are those that want to say certain things probably but I'm going to say what I believe the truth is and that is this virus is spread in the air 
and it is a chemical virus, if you want to call it that. It mimics the flu. I've suffered from it. And so uh, it's going to be, the military is going to be have to be enjoined from doing these terroristic acts in our country. So that's all I have to say today on Dr. Fauci. Just know, uh, you have a doctor stand up. It's not absolute. Uh, it's just one doctor. And if this is challenged, it should be a challenge in the court of law. I don't think that has ever happened. I believe they might even overturn Dr. Fauci because it's his his uh, his, uh, his opinions, his findings are not based on uh, medical reasonableness is it reasonable that someone who doesn't who's asymptomatic would have such a deadly disease it it doesn't make sense and it needs to be challenged in a court of law so that's something to think about until my next podcast here on the political strategist and thinking about political strategy what a strategy what a strategy to take over a country uh when fascists want to take over a country let's say virus then we can kill everybody's business, everybody's money, everybody's uh, socializing and gathering and, and get it done. And then when we get everybody in their place, separated, broke, disenfranchised, when we put up these deceptive monuments, because I'm, I, this is why I'm saying deceptive. If you're, not, uh, if you're not upset by the military spreading chemicals and drawing X's in the air, then don't tell me that you're, you, 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 don't tell me about Black Lives Matter because they really don't. Because a police shooting that, that is, that is, uh, d- that really does not directly impact you, even though it's very serious now, um, is more remote away from you than, than inhaling these chemicals and causing you, uh, ill health. So I, I don't want to hear. I don't, I don't think it's fair to, to have the NBA say Black Lives Matter when you, you're not addressing these military attacks. I, I don't know how many people are suffering like I'm suffering. I know there are others, but having been informed of these activities and you just ignore them, I'm not really convinced that Black Lives really matter that much. Because you have a coronavirus that has been... Uh, presented as something that's going to more negatively impact blacks and whites. It's taking out blacks every day. And yet you, you say in Black Lives Matter, within it, Black Lives Matter, tell the truth about what this is. Um, and, and sometimes when you want to, when people want to put on a show, they overdo it. And I see something that's overdone. It's overdone with the protest. It's overdone in these, uh, having these athletes, um, espouse that uh, Black Lives Matter. Well, they don't matter that much in the midst of a false coronavirus epidemic or pandemic where black people are dying, dying left and right uh, at the hands of military um, impositions. And so you see the dichotomy there, the, dichotomy there, the, the uh, irony there, if you will. Uh, And so uh, what I want to say is we need to challenge it. If you have evidence that this is a challenge, Dr. Falsy, challenge Dr. Fauci, 
on his opinions. It's nothing new. It's done every day. He needs to be sued, in my opinion. So, that, and that's a strategy now. To take over, let's say it's a, a virus. And then have the military uh, infiltrate with chemicals. And then, you know, say, oh, you really matter to me. But I got my hand on your throat. I have my foot on your foot ready to take you out with the virus and so that's what we have to look out for and that's what we have to stand up to and uh i think it's time well that is all i have to say for this podcast uh, excuse my voice excuse the uh you know the uh, problem with my voice i don't know if i mispronounced anything if i have please excuse me but That's all I have to say for this podcast. I thank you very much for tuning in. And I thank you not only for tuning in, but for listening to what I have to say. Because, you know, truth is bitter. It's a bitter pill. No one wants to hear the truth. (laughs) When I first saw Chadwick Boseman's picture and it said death or dying or something, I said, oh, that's probably not true. I I didn't want to accept it. Until I looked, I think I saw it that night, and then that next day I saw it again. And I said, oh, wow, this is true. What a painful moment. And so we have to get through these bitter times, these bitter truths that are now taking place. Again, thank you uh, for tuning in. Talk to you next time.
Thank mm-hmm. you.